And if we really think about work skills that are needed in the future, empathy is at the top of the list. Cultural competency is at the top of the list. You have the technical skills, but you also need to have these kind of skills to navigate the tremendous change that we're seeing in our societies across this globe. That's why developing empathy, talking about empathy, and engaging in storytelling is so critical. Welcome to Empathy Matters, the podcast that brings humanity back into the heart of business. And now, Empathy Matters. Hello, and it's a pleasure to have you with us today. I'm your host, Dr. Nassim Abdi, and it's my honor to introduce today's guest, Bridget Hurd, a leader in culture, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Bridget serves as the Vice President and Chief Diversity Officer at Blue Cross Blue Shields of Michigan, Michigan's largest health insurer with members in all 50 states serving 830,000 members across Michigan. Bridget, welcome to Empathy Matters. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We're talking about one of my favorite topics, empathy. Can't wait to start. I know in um, pre-production show that uh, pre-production session that we had, the chat that we did, I felt like I wish we recorded everything. So let's get to, to it. And the first part of the conversation in this podcast, uh, Bridget, starts by focusing on your empathy-driven approach to leadership. And we want to start with your own story on on related to empathy. As we all know, empathy is one of those topics that none of us can really get and understand it without experiencing it. Um, so as an accomplished leader in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Please tell us your story or aha moment that gave you the vision and inspiration to become an empathy-driven leader. Well, when I reflect over my career, and it's been about just about 30 years, and I've actually worked in the healthcare industry for all of my career. And it's through those experiences that I think that I learned about and understood empathy with the opportunity to engage with real people in the community. I've had all kinds of roles, communications, community relations, working in health policy. But all of those different roles really connected me to real people, hearing their stories, leaning in and engaging and listening. And I think over the years, that helped to develop my empathy, really without me knowing it. But it's when I got into this role and I've been in my current role leading inclusion and diversity at Blue Cross for eight years now. And I remember, you know, one year in, I just said to myself, I've never had cried this much in any role that I've held. And that's when, one, I discovered that I'm an empath. <laughs> and then I completely secondly, hear you. <laughs> just really understanding how when you lean in and truly listen to other people's stories, that you develop that empathy and it becomes stronger and stronger over time. And so my aha moment truly happened when I was sitting around just thinking about how can I continue to level set on what diversity means? Because we know in our environment now, is, there's just a singular definition for it, but it's way more than that. And so how do I commit, continue to talk about and explain what diversity is? And then that's when it occurred to me that diversity and inclusion 
truly equals empathy and compassion. So that was my aha moment. And so from that point on, and this was, you know, seven years ago, I started talking about the important role of empathy in terms of inclusion and diversity. And so it's been a part of me, you know, like I said, I've discovered I'm an empath. I cry all the time yeah. now, yeah. Um, but our employees, they give so much of themselves. They share their selves. They share their experiences and their stories. And you learn so much and you begin to learn how not to project your experiences and your exposures and your mindset onto other people. But again, to lean in and really listen. Absolutely. That, that that was so beautiful. And thank you for sharing, Bridget. Exactly as you said, like diversity and inclusion, um, diversity, equity and inclusion actually is equal to empathy because we need to understand, we need to walk in other people's shoes and really experience, try to understand their experiences mm-hmm. to look beyond our own world and include others in our world. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And the fact that you started eight years ago in this mm-hmm. direction tells yeah. a lot on how broader you're seeing this world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, the key is though, is that active listening as part mm-hmm. of the empathetic or empathy process. You have to really listen and be mindful. And those are kind of the attributes because that I talk about when individuals say, well, how do I develop empathy? Um, just pause and listen and be mindful. Mm. That's <laughs> super important. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, let's get into a different aspect of empathy. When we talk about empathy, it's often seen as an abstract concept um, and we we all hear that, like, this is not, this is beautiful, but it's not something for the workplace. And they don't, usually when it comes to workplace, many leaders can't really connect it to the workplace. So can we, can you provide us with a concrete example or examples of how you or your organization, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, supports and empowers its employees, um, for empathy to become something actionable, like become an action? Yes. Well, at Blue Cross, we have implemented inclusion and diversity for over 17 years. And we've done that by building a foundation around cultural competency. So that means leaning in again and being able to learn about different cultures and communities and generations and work styles and perspectives. And it's through this learning about different people that we began to understand that we all have similarities and we all have differences, but there are uniqueness that we bring to our workplace community. Mm-hmm. So through that learning about other people and recognizing those things, you are able to develop the empathy, the ability to listen, to be mindful, to think about the fact that everyone's not just like me and that what they bring, whether well, there's a, a different perspective, um, a seen or unseen ability or disability and whatever they're bringing there's an opportunity for me to learn something from that aspect of that individual and just by doing that you're practicing empathy which leads to compassion and actions where you provide support to a person in the way that they need it in a way that's going to encourage them to flourish 
in our workplace community and be their best. And so that becomes actionable, that learning, that active listening, and then the display of specific actions in support of another person. And respect, I'll add respect, is a fundamental part of that. We offer over 100 learning sessions every year on, on all kinds of topics. Um, again, learning about real people. And at the end of one of our topics, this was actually a session on the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't remember exactly what the topic was. Um, but I ended the session with a question. And I challenged and encouraged everyone who was participating and attending that session to just pause and ask themselves this question. When, when does or how does what I believe change because I show respect to another person? Does showing respect to another person change my beliefs? And so I just asked everyone to think about that. And after that session, I received a number of emails that said that question just opened the door for them mm -hmm. in terms of building understanding, building that empathy and being able to extend respect to another human being. That's and so- beautiful question. Yeah, yeah, so those are all of the actionable ways that we can demonstrate empathy in, in our workplace communities. I love that, Bridget. I wanna use that question for our audience and um, the listeners. Um, could you please repeat the question for all of us to <laughs> think about it for one second? Because that's really, that's the real action that comes out yeah. of these kind of pauses. Yeah, so how does showing respect to another individual change what you believe? Mm. And so again, the conversation we was having around the LGBTQ plus community, and we know there are a lot of faith-based beliefs that come into play. And sometimes individuals do not know how to interact. They may feel that, well, if I, you know, use a gender pronoun, for example, that was one yes. of the things about does that mean that now i believe in this and so again how does showing respect to a person you know some perks someone may be named kimberly and they want to go by kim you show respect by calling them kim all right so exactly does it change what you believe and so that is the question we have to ask ourselves it's a part of the building self-awareness that's so critical in this work I love that. I love that, Bridget. And that brings um, in actually the conversation about how your um, your respect to others brings in more understanding and how you, um, you respond to others actually can connect us to the next question that I have for you, which is related to business outcomes. Mm -hmm. I can imagine how uh, how many success stories you had at Blue Cross Blue Shields of Illinois, uh, Michigan, sorry, here in Illinois, um, that influence your customer satisfaction and employee engagement. Um, have you seen that happen at the organization because of that? And what's your story on that? Yes. And when we think about inclusion and diversity, it's important to have a broad definition about that as well. You know, we mm -hmm. have the pieces, diversity, diversity, representation, inclusion, and then you can throw equity in there if you want to. But really it's about a cultural focus. And every other year we conduct an organizational 
culture survey Mm -hmm. that helps us understand, do our employees feel included? Do Mm -hmm. we, do they feel their unique characteristics and um, competencies are respected and recognized? And we score off the chart. And I was really concerned about the last several years because of COVID and how um, we were all separated from one another. And we did our culture survey last year and the results were phenomenal. They increased and I was so excited. Mm, And we were even able to maintain our culture um, during the time of the COVID pandemic, those those first three years when we were completely separated. Oh my gosh, yes. And so um, our employees, they still leaned in and engaged and we had our sessions and we did them virtually and the chat Mm -hmm. would just light up with people, again, sharing and giving of themselves. So Mm -hmm. that's one way that we know our focus on culture with an inclusion and diversity lens makes a difference. Also, when we think about our members, this is that opportunity to understand how this comes into play, whether it's our care management team and being able to recognize and lean into and, and, and really listen to the person, the member who's on the other side of the phone call that they're Absolutely. making to talk to them about a healthcare need or concern, whether it's customer service. And again, a person is calling in and, you know, I always give the example, maybe they're speaking very loudly and you think they're irate, pause and ask the question. Maybe there's an older adult, or maybe they grew up in a family mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of people and they've just been talking loud their entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's simple. So yes. <laughs> I love that. So instead of reacting, we're, we're yeah. going to move from reacting to listening and then pausing and being mindful in that moment. Listening and pausing. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And then moving forward and engaging mm-hmm. and interacting with that, that person. And so those are the different ways it shows up for our employees and for our members. And of course, we have a lot of work that we do around events and health equity. And so uh, we're not going to go into that today, but there's a lot of the cultural competency that comes in play there as well. This episode is brought to you by Storybolt. Storybolt is a corporate inclusion training events company. We draw from our library of over 4,000 documentary films and subject matter experts to facilitate active online training sessions that deliver measurable attitude change toward inclusive behaviors. Actually, I would love to hear a story. If you have stories on that, would love to hear a story on that because you all know the profound power of storytelling in this matter. So... Bridget, if you have a story on that, would love to hear it from me. Yeah, so let me think of one. It's not one that I'm intimately engaged with, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to give all of the details. But one of our key strategies focuses on maternal health and the disparities that we see in terms of maternal morbidity and what's called severe maternal morbidities. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, through our care management team, we have a high-risk program. And they they deal with patients um, very intimately. And so patients come in when there's a gap in information, knowledge, interactions with their physicians. And so through their touch points, 
they're able to connect with the employees. And so I, I don't have all of the details. I'm trying to recall the slide, but mm-hmm. a, a person was really concerned about some of the symptoms that were they were demonstrating around um, preeclampsia that occurs sometimes. And so the care management team was able to, again, lean in, understanding what's called their social determinants of health or factors they may have been contributing to the situation, understanding the relationship with the provider. And after all of that intervention and interaction, the individual is able to move forward, get the situation or health concern addressed, and then have a healthy and normal delivery. So I probably lost, left out a whole bunch of the information. <laughs> you gave us the overall story, which was amazing. And that's exactly what we mean by like listening empathetically and really understanding the situation. Yes. Could, and that's um, key. You know, as well, I'm just going to um, emphasize the importance of this listening in healthcare delivery. Yes. So often the research has indicated that persons who are going through the pregnancy journey often don't feel heard. They don't feel respected. When they're complaining about things that they're experiencing with their bodies, those complaints are often dismissed. So being a resource for our members when they're encountering those situations um, is just so critical and important. Absolutely. And to your point, um, people coming from different walks of life, different backgrounds. I myself, I'm a second language speaker in English. I'm an immigrant. And I remember during the time that I was uh, giving birth to my boys, like speaking in English when you're in pain and you're in that situation was such a difficult thing, right? Like I wanted to comfortably <laughs> express myself and that was by itself was a challenge. So I couldn't really um, express myself as I wanted to and having someone who is really empathetically tries to understand me yeah. is crucial. It makes, reduces yeah. that stress that you feel during that time. It's already a stressful situation. Yeah. Giving birth yeah. is a lot of stress. Exactly. So we alleviate some of those other concerns by leaning in, listening, listening with a caring heart. And that's mm-hmm. to keep caring, showing care. And we can do that whether it's healthcare delivery. We can do that whether it's engaging with another coworker. It's all Absolutely. about interacting with a caring heart. Absolutely. And I remember in the conversation that you and I had, we also talked about like how it is important to also pause and think about our own biases when you're trying to create those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If I've been, I like during the time that I need the most care and um, understanding, just because I can't communicate in English mm-hmm. profoundly at that moment, right. is there any biases around that could not make me seem as equal so I don't receive the same care. Exactly. That is really important, exactly. right? So I always, when I'm um, getting to know new people in my life, mm-hmm. I learned after that how it's important to, I, I heard from um, a very wise person that uh, they see a VIP on everyone's forehead when they meet someone new. I love that. And I started really practicing that with 
the pause that you mentioned, like really pausing mm-hmm. and listening without any biases around. Exactly. So often when we look at another person in, in you know, it's what we call them first impressions, mm-hmm. but with those first impressions, we're making an assessment about external characteristics that we can make assumptions about someone. Yes. We can fall into stereotypes and immediately we make decisions about this person must be this way because they look this way, they're that. But we don't know until we lean in and understand their story. So that means connecting with another human being. And again, releasing those judgments. I call it getting people out the boxes we put them in, removing the labels. It's like, you know, who are you when you engage with another person? Opening your heart and your mind to really receive that other person. To really listen to that. I love that, Bridget. I I can go on and on on that because (laughs) there are uh, stories and questions that come to mind. But let me also ask you, there are, I'm sure you're listening and hearing a lot of individual stories uh, of employees who are working with patients or from patients have you ever used those stories for um for learning moments to create yeah change within the organization tell us about that yes in so many different ways um our own employees when we have our learning sessions our own employees they sit on panels and they participate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned how they light up the, the chat when we're doing learning sessions and we have outside speakers. They are sharing their stories. But I can go back uh, several years ago, and this is probably in the, like the first year or so in this role, and we were holding a, a, a learning session. It's one of my favorite ones. And it was titled Being Muslim in mm-hmm. America. And we had an employee panel. And one of the employees shared with the attendees her experience every day when she would get up to get ready for work. So this individual as a Muslim woman, she wore a hijab. Mm-hmm. And so she would get up in the morning and she shared that. She puts her hijab on. And the first question that she thought about was, what is someone going to think of me because I wear this? Then she described a situation when she was packing her lunch to bring to work that day. And so she packed her lunch up, put everything in the containers that she was going to use. And then she reached into the cabinet to pull out a plastic bag. And the first plastic bag that she pulled out, it had Arabic writing on it. And she paused and she looked at it. And she was like, oh, no, I'm not going to use this bag. Because what would people think of me? So she took that bag and stuffed it back in the cabinet and and got one with writing in English. And she shared her story, her experience. And it really opened the minds of attendees. And I'll mention that was years ago. So I'm sure she doesn't feel like that anymore at Blue Cross. (laughs) I'm sure she, like with all the great techniques that you're doing, and all of these conversations, honestly, like Bridget, the, like sharing of that story, I'm sure it opens up so many hearts and minds yeah. that um, like, what are the actual reactions that we have in the workplace and how that impacts another person? Yeah. That's interesting then, that you're sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Please also feedback from that session from employees was like, 
and th again, this was when we were all in, it was an auditorium of probably 125 individuals. And one employee shared how it made her realize and how the experiences of one group is so similar mm -hmm. to the experiences of another group. Mm -hmm. And that we're really not all that different. Absolutely. And we're not separate. You're and way more similar than different. <laughs> yes. And that awareness was created because of the power of storytelling by that employee. So that's one way that we tell stories. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of maternal health, last year, mm -hmm. we um, had an opportunity for employees to view what is called the Aftershock Documentary. And it oh, tells yes. the story of favorites. individuals who were impacted um, by death um, after giving birth. And we were able to have the families who were a part of the documentary participate and come and engage with our members and share their stories. So again, you know, that was another way that we were able to utilize and leverage the power of storytelling to touch hearts and to really expand. I call it expand our consciousness, our yes. awareness. And it, it truly, you know, again, open those doors to, you know, thoughts of inclusion, developing Absolutely. empathy, showing compassion. Absolutely. I love that, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the stories of how you saw change in the workplace and Aftershock documentary is one of my favorites. And um, we are all, we always believe in Empathy Matters is powered by Storybolt, which is the platform that brings storytelling to workplaces. And we've seen amazing, amazing examples of what you shared when people watch a story and get engaged in that story. And then someone from that story comes to talk to them. It just yeah. brings it to life. And, uh, it's a really magical moment of connection. Right. Uh, we see yeah. participants pause and um, get curious. They want to ask questions. Like they want to learn more. Yeah. Yes. And that yeah. these are all the magics that happen through power of authentic stories that we share with each other and we can really learn from them. I love that you're using it already within Blue Cross Blue Shield. And no, no wonder that, You've started many years before many other organizations even started thinking about it. Congratulations on all of that. Well, my sort of last question, and I'm sure there are so many other things that I'm now curious to learn, but maybe we should, as you said, leave it for another session because we have limited time. But I want you, drawing from your wealth of experience, Bridget, I, I, I would like to hear your advice. What advice would you give to leaders who are trying to leverage storytelling to build empathy and drive business impact uh, within their organizations? Yes, well, I want to answer this question in an interesting way. And I want to connect it back to the ideal of inclusion and diversity. Um, I think one, it's so important to really level set on what this means. And for your, your company in particular, it may mean different things for, for different um, organizations. So that level setting is important. Um, you drop the word diversity, it's going to mean different things to different people, depending on the generation, their exposure, who they're listening to, and, and, and what they know. Uh, so I think that's very fundamental. 
And then taking all kinds of opportunities to tell the story. I mentioned the more than 100 learning sessions that we hold. I listen. I've I, I shared about how our employees listen and learn from one another. But more importantly, they give so much of their own personal experience, whether they're on a panel or just participating in the session. So find ways to engage employees to tell and, and share their story. Um, bring in TED Talks. Um, yes. Look for different documentaries that I know you offer through Storybolt, for example, that, again, provide that external perspective. And then you can link employees' perspectives as well. And then you can engage in conversation. But I think the key is to bring humanity back to the workplace. I, I think for so yes. long we were afraid mm -hmm. to do that, to recognize that we're people, we're human beings, we have emotions. And what happens outside of the quote unquote nine to five, you know, doesn't come to the workplace. It comes to the workplace and it's a part of all of us. And if we really think about work skills that are needed in the future, empathy is at the top of the list. Cultural it competency is. is at the top of the list. It you have the technical is. skills, but you also need to have these kind of skills to navigate the tremendous change that we're seeing in our societies across this globe. Um, so that's why developing empathy, talking about empathy, and engaging in storytelling is so critical. Absolutely. Amen. I can't agree more with you, Bridget. And I think uh, with all the hardship that we went through with COVID, if it taught us one thing, that was the importance of bringing humanity to workplaces because it's not separate. It's not, to your point, we can't separate it from our, like during COVID, it was so normal to have your little ones in the background of your <laughs> video call, remember, or your pets walking, coming in, walking by. <laughs> walking by and hearing all that. And we all started realizing this is real life, right? This is yeah. how we're dealing. I might be in the office nine to five, but where my mind is, is definitely if I'm not getting that attention or if I'm not able to give the attention to my family and I'm not comfortable with the work setting that I have, I can't be my whole self in, in the workplace and I can't bring my whole, my best performance to the workplace. So there are, there are, there is humanity aspect of it that is definitely the core, which results in beautiful also business impacts that all organizations are trying to achieve from. Or to your we need our employees to be well. So when we think about well-being in the workplace, inclusion and diversity, empathy is an important part of that. And if we're stressed about things external to us because we can't fully express who we are, it's going to decrease productivity. It can lead to absenteeism. So yes. to promote wellness, we need to recognize the holistic nature of people in our organizations. Absolutely. Well, Bridget, I can listen to you for my whole for the whole day. So <laughs> important and so beautiful what you're saying. Thank you so much for being on this show. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on Empathy Matters. Remember, the journey toward building empathetic workplaces doesn't end here. It's an ongoing commitment. We trust that the insights you've acquired today from 
the beautiful stories that Bridget shared with us is a catalyst for positive change in your organization. And we wish you well on this journey. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you found this conversation valuable, please leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next time on Empathy Matters, stories of corporate impact.